When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is a crowd podcast. What were you doing at 14.15? Can be half sausage, half mozzarella, half mozzarella, half cheddar. You were the youngest ever golfer to be ranked number one in the world. Come on, John, sort it out. This isn't cool behaviour. There's probably a reason why some of these bigger companies don't make a chipper anymore. (laughs) Did you have to take a provisional frisbee? These big fillets of beef, now they're gone, just chuck (laughs) them out. We're going to have to whack them on eBay. (laughs) I'm Andrew Beef Johnston. And I'm John Robbins. Welcome to Beef's Golf Club. Yes, John. How you doing, man? Oh, mate. Golf's gone to shit. I mean, it's properly gone to shit. The last two rounds I've played, I'm not lying. I reckon I've, I've hit three good shots. Out of a total of 188... What do you think's happening? It's I've just can't I've just lost my strike. I think it's my uh my takeaway, my weight distribution. I think I'm leaning forwards and back as opposed to just sort of turning. It's all just gone. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know, you probably don't know this, but when it's like you've literally never swung a club before <laughs> and it's like, well, this game is new to me, so I might as well just try. So you start trying out all different stuff all around the course. Oh, it's just horrible. Anyway, dear, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think Operation Single Figures might be a bit ambitious this year. No, don't worry. I've got the summer off. We can do a little boot camp or something. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I might, I might come up to the Edinburgh Fringe, and then we can have a session in the morning every time. We can play Lock Lomond if you want. A hundred percent. That would be good fun. All over it. Okay, I'll I'll talk to my people. <laughs> But also, it's been a busy week at Beef's Golf Club. The correspondence has been flooding in once again, and we've got some excellent emails. This is from Samuel McMahon. Um, Samuel says, Dear Beef and John, I'm one of your odd listeners who doesn't actually play any golf or follow any golfing news. Still love the podcast. However, about 10 years ago, I did a ski season in Wanaka, New Zealand, and we'd spend the occasional evening at the local driving range. It's called Have a Shot. It was pretty ramshackle, nothing like top golf, but the range itself was filled with knackered old TVs and washing machines for punters to aim at. Nothing beat the clang of the ball on steel, or whatever tumble dryers are made of, over a couple of beers. Perhaps this could be incorporated into Beef's Golf Club range. We also played a lot of frisbee golf. Any plans to incorporate your own frisbee golf course into the club? The Carpaccio, perhaps. That's from Sam. Great idea, Sam. I've never played frisbee golf. Have you, Beef? I've had one go at it, right? And um, you know when you're like overly confident about something and I picked up the disc and they've got like a bit of like weight to them and I took like a couple strides, a bit like a a happy Gilmore and I went to launch this thing and I launched it like 90 degrees in a bush and lost it. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be really good. Did you have to take a provisional frisbee? (laughs) Yeah, basically... (laughs) It was hard, man. It was really hard. Yeah, I'd quite like to have a go at it. And foot golf. I've no, I've I've played golf into foot golf holes. Have you seen that clip of me missing the easiest putt ever in all of the history of golf? You didn't. How far? I missed a foot golf hole from probably six foot. <laughs> yeah, also it lipped out. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
By the way, Sam, is this not the best golf range name I've ever heard? Have a shot. Have a shot. Yes, it's not a bad name from our um our, our New Zealand friends. Hive a shot. Hive a shit. I don't know how would they say it. No, yeah, hive, hive a sh- hive a shot. Oh, mate, do you want to go over to hive a shot? Have a couple of beers. Oh, mate, we'd have such a great time. I'm aiming for the washing machine, mate, and you can aim for the tumble dry, mate. Uh, right. Next up, finally, this is from Ashley Baxendale. Nice name that. Have you met my friend Ashley Baxendale? Yeah, he runs the Hyundai dealership. I can imagine Ashley Baxendale running a Hyundai dealership. <laughs> it's it's one syllable like too much, so I feel like you know Ashley Baxendale. No, it needs to be uh, Ashbax. Ah, yeah, see, I got you with it. Just just before you start speaking, I'm going to finish his name. <laughs> I w- I would call him Ashbax <laughs> or Ashbax and Ashbax and Dale. Hi. Ashbacks and Dale, Quantum Solutions. <laughs> yeah, Quantum Solutions Limited. Definitely. Um, I'm a new listener, and this week I'm hooked. The pod is amazing, and I love listening. I just want to let you know, I've listened to episode five, where you spoke about different formats. Beef's Relay Game is an absolute game changer. Me and my mate played it this week and loved it. The round was so quick, which was good as the weather was shite. Me and my old schoolmates have a golf trip in July, and we're definitely going to give the relay a go. There will be three four balls, so hopefully it works a treat on day two when we've all got stinking headaches. Got all my friends from the Golf WhatsApp group onto the pod, so you should have a few new members. All the best. Ash Baxendale from Quantum Solutions Limited. Thanks, Ash. That's really nice. What's the Remind me what the relay game is, Beef. It's just a long extended version of foursomes. So if you play with like four people, one tees off, then the next one goes, next one goes, next one goes. So it's just fast, like a like a relay. So you're playing one, maybe two shots a hole max. Yeah, 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 but it's like a quick, fun way to get around whatever it is. If you've got an hour and a half and you want to do something completely different. I mean, I'm absolutely stunned that Ash has even tried it. I'm absolutely buzzing about that. Oh, yeah, and great recruitment work from Ash. Uh, members, do tell your friends about Beef's Golf Club. Spread the word so we can make this the biggest golf club in the world with... I am aiming for, by the end of 2024, 1 billion members. I'm aiming by 2024 to have a DP Tour relay event. (laughs) It sounds a little bit like sort of thing our Saudi friends would come up with. Fifth major. Fifth major. It's going to overtake Sawgrass. They should do like a... That would be great to have a scramble, a proper scramble in pairs on like uh, on the PGA Tour. That would be good fun. Yeah, that would be good. Anyway, Beef, we're nattering on about formats, and we've got another big guest waiting at the door. Who have we got? We have got the ladies' world number one, Lydia Ko, coming for a quick chat. Oh my God. Amazing. Let's get her in. Well, John, it's a special day for Beef's Golf Club. We've had former world number ones, but we've got a current world number one. And it's Lydia Co. <laughs> oh my God, Lydia! Welcome to Beef's Golf Club. Thank you, thank you for having me, <laughs> Lydia. You're our first current world number one uh, to be in Beef's Golf Club. But not only are you world number one currently, am I right in saying that you were the youngest ever golfer to be ranked number one in the world? Um, always weird uh, to say yes, <laughs> coming out of my own mouth. Um, but yeah, very. Uh, I think when I first became number one, it was. I mean, I think I was so young. I obviously it was really cool being the number one ranked player, but I didn't really um, embrace the exact meaning of it and uh, the time that got me to there. Uh, now I feel like I'm able to take it in better, um, and just in general not get too caught up about the ranking and I'm just trying to play the best golf I can and I think that's what's most important especially the top five in the world rankings um it's it's so close it could change at any week uh so I'm just trying to do the best I can play well at the events that I'm competing in and kind of go from there Lydia I mean it's absolutely mind-blowing 
winning your first pro event at 14 and then winning an LPJ <laughs> event at 15. It's uh, um, weird. I won the New South Wales Open, but the year prior, I um, I was leading and then I three-putted uh, the last hole and I ended up um, losing uh, because the other player actually had made birdie, so it was like a two-shot swing. And um, I don't think at, at that time, I just remember going like one, two, like two. Okay, I just lost that event. Um, and it's the same when I was 14. You know, I it was obviously a golf course that I played really well at before, so that was kind of the only... A mindset but then that last hole was lingering in my head but luckily I had I had a, a more comfortable lead uh, for those kind of things to not happen but it's just when you're so young and I remember like holding the trophy at the Canadian Open it's like like what is this <laughs> like it, it doesn't sink in oh, I don't think you realize like what a big deal it is and I think those kind of events and um being able to win gave me opportunities to play other LPGA events and you know other big amateur events um so it just it was definitely a, a great gateway and pathway to coming on tour and when I was a rookie I didn't feel like a rookie which is always good uh to not feel like you're so new and you don't know everyone I mean, yeah, I think like I, I'll put it into context, right? Fourteen, fifteen, I would have been going up to North Mid after school, ended up playing cross country golf, potentially stealing the buggy and driving it with about six of us on it while we all play cross country golf after school. That I, that was what I was probably doing at the same age. John, what were you doing at fourteen, fifteen? Um. I think I was just deciding that my career in the Scouts needed to come to an end. <laughs> um, I think I had my first girlfriend and joined the Queen fan club. So similar sort of progressions for all of us, really. <laughs> but It's so cool. Like, Lydia, so much in any elite sport, so much is made about like, the importance of having been there before in those moments of pressure. You know, you always back the sort of returning champion or whatever because they know how to get over the line. Was it the case that actually you maybe felt a bit less pressure because it was so new to you, this world? Or did you just have like an innate ability to deal with those moments? I was born this way. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, definitely, definitely not. Um, I think... For me, when I was an amateur playing these professional events, it was like, okay, I'm playing alongside this LPGA player that I'm pretty sure when I go look at a golf magazine, she was on there. So it was just really cool for me to like be there and kind of get that experience. And my goal was, hey, trying to make um, every cut that I was able to get an invitation to. And that just made the mindset a lot easier. Whereas now, like, um, you know, you've done things and then people have expectations. So you're trying to meet those expectations. And sometimes it's not like expectations from outside for, or from a third party. It's from yourself. Like, you know, you should be able to do something. And if you hit that, it's good. And you feel like you did what you're meant to do. And when you don't meet that, it's like, yeah, you've kind of feel um, a little de deflated. Um, so it's, uh, I think at that time I had zero expectations. I thought it was just super cool that I got to play with Stacey Lewis in GA Shin, who I think was number one at the time, um, to like just play the final round with them. And like that so many people were watching me play and that everything else kind of didn't matter. And I think that's what it is at the end of the day. You're just trying to play good golf and that's all you're trying to do. And um, that's it. And I think we overcomplicate it at times and I definitely know I overcomplicate it a lot of times. Uh, I mean, if you could just segment that clip up and send it to every player. I mean, I've been in the same position myself and you, you start playing well and you expect to play well. And yeah, the more pressure you put on yourself and I've come off like, yeah, golf tournaments where I've actually had a really good week and I've in my brain I'm telling myself this is a bad week I need to do better and it's amazing yeah but I, from that from that age of yeah sort of 56 and 17 18 to do what you did and 
it, I, I don't know. I just find it. I find it mind blowing, and it's just it's so cool. And you're just you're so wise. You're such a wise head. I, I wouldn't call myself wise. I think um, it's definitely not the vocabulary that goes behind Lydia Kerr. Um, but it's just, <laughs> I think over time, like golf has given us like so many life lessons, right? And it's just it's like when we're playing. Like that's why I was talking to someone about this. I love the Olympics because. Olympics, you go there. You're a winner just to be there to represent your country alongside the best athletes in the world at the biggest、um, sporting event that happens every four years. And if you win gold, silver, or bronze, or you, you medal, they say you win gold, you win silver, you win bronze. But most of the time, when we look at the leaderboard, we say, "Oh, so and so won last week." And、um, Everybody kind of forgets the second and third place, or they go, "Oh, that second place should have done this on seventeen, or did this on eighteen, and they didn't end up winning." So it's just kind of like if you're not first, like it's just whatever. But you know, coming third, or even coming fiftieth, or making the cut,、um, or just being at that event is is a win. And I think that's what I loved, especially about the Olympics and. Most of the time,、um, I think we get carried away in our rhythm and kind of like our mindset, and it's hard to hard to see that. I think I could probably write like an essay on how it probably should be done, and then、uh, during my round, I'm like, no, this ain't it, and then <laughs> like you know, throw it away. What I want to know as well is how has your game changed over the course of the last ten years? I know you're working with、um, David Ledbetter. And Sean Foley as well. And how has your game kind of changed, and how have you developed your swing and things like that? Yeah,、um, when I was an amateur, I actually played a fade.、Um, you know, like a typical young girl, like long backswing, like closed club face, trying to maximize like as much as I can in like what was natural to me.、Um, so I feel like. I probably have like more shots now, and like even in short game, having the courage to be able to hit a flop shot.、Um, sometimes, yes, they do end up in a shank. I did that a few years ago, a few a few weeks ago.、Um, but it's just having that, I think, courage. Whereas when I was an amateur early in my career, I was like very steady. It was kind of like one way, but now I think I'm able to work the ball better. So. It's、um, my mom sometimes jokes that I was a better golfer when I was fifteen, so I don't really know how to take that、um, those kind of advice or comments from mom. But I've definitely I know there were some more strengths then, but I think there are some other strengths now. And I mean, if I, I I'm pretty sure if I just stayed the same person, I it wouldn't be as that competitive because everyone's going and everyone's trying to get better, everyone's trying to get stronger. What's it like being world number one when you go to an event? Do you get treated differently? Do the other players sort of react differently to you? Do you sort of feel like it's an advantage? Are, are people sort of almost overawed by it, or does everyone just kind of treat you the same? I think、um, everyone treats you know every player when you you turn up to let's say、um, the Chevron Championship, which will be our first major、um, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. We turn out. We're all players. We're just part of the hundred and something players that are there and trying to compete and be the one that hopefully is you know holding the trophy at the end of Sunday. I think、um, aside from my caddy wearing the Rolex number one bib,、um, I don't think there's anything that different. Obviously, the higher rank player, or if you're a defending champion, there are、um, you know media you know requirements, sponsor things that they、uh, that kind of comes with.、Um, but it's just I think those are just natural things, and、um, as much as those things can be a hassle、uh, at times, you know they're just interested in you,、um, and they just want to get to know you better. So it's 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 fun、um, and. Yes, I feel like for most parts between players, we're just Lydia or Nelly or or Brooke or Jess. Is everyone's just the same? I, I think definitely across all tours I've seen, it's that everyone there you have appreciation for everyone who's playing, and it's like the respect that everyone's there playing, competing, and you know everyone. There, I mean, there's so many great players 
all around the world now and different tours doesn't matter what tour you on you've got to play well to to do well and there's just an incredible amount of talent now it's it's insane yeah i totally agree um i think even when i first came out on tour it was like three four five-ish max that were like always going to be there like you kind of it wasn't surprising to see Stacey Lewis or Suzanne Pedersen or MB Park, like like the likes of them uh, that were up there. But now, honestly, you know, we had a Chinese player that won last week, uh, ruining, I think it's her second year on tour. Um, there are so many new names. Just because you're a rookie doesn't mean it's like you're going to always see them like 30th, 40th. That's, that's also not true. Um, you just like week in, week out, like it doesn't matter like if you've been on tour for a year or it's, you're like a veteran, um, you just see them. And I think that's the, just the level of um, play and talent is incredibly high that it does make it so much more difficult to win. And um, that's why I said the year in 2021 when um, I think – uh, Jin Young won like five times and Nelly won a bunch of times and won the Olympic gold. I said for like the level of play right now, for them to be that dominant, for two players to be that dominant, I think it's it was amazing. And um, like they were probably some of the best athletes in the world, not just in women's golf. Was it, was it like being on the road all the time and traveling around the world? And do you have many players you hang out with a lot or is it... You go back and obviously every golfer has their own sort of routine and schedule. Um, I know a few guys who go out all the time together and it's like every week they'll either play together or go out for dinner. Do you do similar things like that? Um, for me, when it comes to like practice rounds, I kind of rock up uh, and just do my own thing and um, play with uh, whoever is on the tee. Uh but sometimes I, I will um, definitely you know, message, some, message someone. I'll probably have dinner most with uh, Danielle Kang. Um, we had quite a few dinners together when we were in uh, Asia. And I think just on tour, everyone's very friendly. Um, you know, a bunch of us went out in Singapore um, and celebrated Jessica Corda's 30th birthday, um, which was like, you know, people think like, man, like you guys compete against each other. Like how can like you guys all go together and like celebrate or like have fun, like during like a, a tournament week. And I think that's just a cool thing is that as much as we are com like competing and competitors, um, everybody like is there to support one another. If you, if you play well uh, and just be there for them. Um, so and especially like because we travel so much, right? Like in the last few weeks I did, like Saudi, Thailand, Singapore, Korea, Japan, Singapore, and then came back here. So um, that was just over in, in like just over a span of five weeks. Um, so there's a lot of traveling. And sometimes, yes, it's like a little bit of wear and tear in your body. But it's just, I don't know how many 25-year-olds can say, like, look at your password and go, oh, I'm sent from here and here. And I think that's a really cool perk about um, our life. Um and you get to experience different food, um, meet different people, experience different cultures. And I really love that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We were talking last week uh, about the Masters, obviously, and how insane it is that it's only been 
well, it's just over 10 years since they allowed female members at Augusta. Were there barriers to getting into golf when you were growing up uh, as, as a young girl that were based sort of on your gender? Um, I don't think like as a um, young girl, there was like a big barrier, luckily, like in New Zealand. Um, New Zealand is like one of, I think, the countries where we had the first ever female prime minister. So that um, female, uh, like woman empowerment, I think was something that was like, that's always been around, not only in sport. Um, I think for me, just growing up, like, going to golf courses, I don't think there were many like junior programs as it is now. Like there's a lot of like junior golf clubs and like school camps, like summer camps, um, after school stuff. But like when I was there, it was like sometimes harder to get like junior memberships, um, especially at like nice golf courses because it wasn't as familiar. And I don't, and I think golf has become like so much bigger now in New Zealand. But when I first moved over, like, you we all know um, it's the same kind of sports like cricket, rugby, um, you know, the netball, like those were like some of the, like uh, hockey, those are some of the biggest ones. And then, you know, golf wasn't as big. Um, so even now for me to see how much has grown, it's been good. But I think it was difficult as like a young junior to go out and play and practice at these golf courses, especially golf courses with a lot of history um, and it's, there's just like a, maybe a little bit more of an older membership, more traditional membership. So I think over here, we, we've still got a long way to go in the UK because if you came to my local golf club to play in the, uh, you know, the monthly Stableford, you would have to play off the red tees. You would not be allowed to play off the back tees because they've not been rated for women. So like mm. in terms of encouraging people to say everyone should play off the forward tees if that makes their game easier if that makes if it's fairer you know if you're if you're for 54 handicap it's ridiculous for you to be off the the whites and Lydia Co to be off the reds and I've spoken to quite a few female golfers really uh, recently who feeling that frustration so much is is there sort of an awareness amongst like the elite level both the men's and the women's game that a lot needs to be done to encourage younger women to come through and get involved just at a club level yeah i think um you know golf has always started as like a men's sport so you know i think that's why especially having golf started over um in the uk i think that is like even more uh prominent and you see it sometimes at you know at golf courses um here in america where they have a men's only side clubhouse and then then okay, that's fine. Then where is the women's only like area in the clubhouse? It's, it's fine to have like a separated area, but like have it for the females. Like, like why should there be like a men's only bar? Like that's still like it kind of amazes me that this even during these times that those kind of things exist. Um, I think it was very historic for us to go play the Women's British Open, Women's Open last year at Muirfield um, because of their history of not having um, female members. But now, um, you know, they've changed that. And then, uh, you know, having uh, the the biggest, um, you know, golf event, uh, female golf event there, I think was like a little bit of a sign and hopefully more and more people will take that because I don't think um, just because you're a male, it doesn't necessarily mean you cannot play off the red tees. And just because you're female, it doesn't mean you can't play off the black tees. So I've actually seen that some golf courses, um, they've changed, like flipped the color of the tees so that the red is at the back and the black is at the front to kind of just show that, that there should be like no barrier, like, why because it's yellow or red you don't want to play there and you know it's just like ego and and all that at times um so i do hope that that is something that's um going to keep growing like in our tour standpoint um just having a little bit more equality between uh the the male the pga and the lpga and um a great start is that that we have in December, Grant Thornton is um, sponsoring a PGA and LPGA kind of mixed um, tour event, which is like super exciting. So I, I do hope it like continues to grow because just because of your gender, sexuality, age, it really 
shouldn't um it should stop you from any opportunity and whether it is just at a club level or or at an elite level like that really shouldn't be a barrier no i i find it absolutely crazy and you know it should it should all come down to what's gonna be better for everyone's game what you actually want to play and what you want to choose to play and everyone should be welcome to choose what they want to do where they want to play what tees they want to play off where they want to go i mean having like you said like a men's bar why is there not a women's there shouldn't be either there should just be a bar yeah i totally agree it just struck me the first i mean this is how like entrenched it is i'd never even thought that live doesn't have like a there's not a female live is there <laughs> do you think that would be a good or a bad thing for golf no idea um obviously i think only they know what um they're planning on doing um you know uh the remco and i think the pif have um uh, sponsored quite a few events on the let tour um and and the let is is somewhat i think it is some of their biggest events whether it's the ats or um the uh the ASLI event that they had early in the year in Saudi. So it is um, definitely uh, on that standpoint, like they've gone and given more opportunities to play uh, for the players in the LET. And I think that's great. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, who knows, I guess they are the only ones that know what's going to happen and um, can't be worrying about things or like thinking about things that haven't happened yet. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think we should go on to the real big questions about Beef's Golf Club. <laughs> <laughs> You've already called it as well that you've hit the shank gong <laughs> i've hit the shank gong john's definitely hit the shank gong <laughs> <laughs> my first question about beef's golf club there's a big debate between me and john at the moment where do you stand on the chipper oh the um like the thick one the the cool club for cool people yeah the the thick one that's like a putter but looks like a wedge yes. and then you kind of like make a putt in action and it goes in the air that thing like um if you actually don't make contact with that like you've got more serious problems with now not even to... <laughs> um i can't lie but i've definitely seen some of my pro am partners um turn up with that and i've been intrigued to chill with it too <laughs> i'm like dang why are we making life so complicated um here we go here we it's... go beef this is what I'm talking Some, about. Sometimes I do get like, you know, a scraggly lie in the rough and I'm like, probably one of those things that literally spoons the ball up and out is is uh, something what I need. But in saying that, I am very happy with my Vokey wedges that Aaron have built me. Um, I do think in the standpoint, though, like technology is getting so advanced that like, um, it probably doesn't have to look like that. Uh and like for it to perform well um and i do think like half the time with golf like you have to stand up and like have the courage to go up and hit the shot uh so would i put it in my bag or would i tell like a 36 handicapper or an 18 handicapper to put it in their bag probably not hmm i'll tell you what i think i I think we have to take that as an endorsement in general (laughs) lydia co world number one said sometimes it's something i'd like to have in my bag if i'm in a scraggly lie 
<laughs> no, 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 you've missed the important bit. If I saw someone with it, probably not. That's the, <laughs> that's the key here. You had me sweating so bad because John is very <laughs> pro-chipper and I've told him to get it out of his bag and let's chip better with, with a wedge or whatever you want to chip with. And early on there, I thought you were going to be pro-chipper no. and I thought I was going to lose this debate. <laughs> no, it's honestly though now, um, I mean, I'm not sponsored by uh, Voki or, or um, but like when you even, uh, I'm just playing the wedges that I feel are the best for me and that are the best. Um, but uh, Aaron, um, he builds, you know, different grinds, right? I think the K grind has like a very wide sole. So I don't think without having going to the extreme of, the the chipper the cake grind like gets you well out and enough out of that and sometimes i've looked at the club and i'm like you know what it's just so easy to like chip with um and then but then those it's like very one-dimensional for like that chipper i think like you couldn't hit it in all shots like i'm not really sure i've actually seen someone hit it out of a bunker but it doesn't work as well as like some some things but I do think it's like a little bit more one-dimensional, whereas like with a normal wedge, like you can hit flop shots and tighter lies and bunker shots and plug lies and all that. Well, sorry, John. Actually, <laughs> if you're trying to chip out from the rough, say you're trying to get under like a branch, it comes out so low. You, it's almost like a little sort of um, eighty-yard stinger. But is that necessary, though? <laughs> it, it, it is if you're as bad as me and Lydia I'm going to show you I'm going to show you my chipper if I was to ask you Lydia what do you think John's handicap was what would you think it'd be I at first thought it was a single handicap but now he has a chipper and um, I'm very contemplating like if he is actually a single handicap Look, that, that's not ugly is it it, it kind of is <laughs> it, it looks it looks like a driving iron um but I honestly, I can't even see the brand. Um, there's probably a reason why some of these bigger companies don't make a chipper anymore. <laughs> That's probably like see, a big reason. If I was to see that on like the side of the road and not in a golf shop, I would probably take it home and use it to sort of get the ash out of my fire. <laughs> I mean, I... I have seen it and I've been intrigued by it. Um, I've seen other people hit it and then... And saying that, though, it's, like, not that easy to hit. Like, you think, like, it's... Which which be, defeats the purpose. It, like, should be easy to hit. Like, you should be able to walk up and, like, hit it. Um, but I'm definitely, like, leaning a little bit more to beef side. I... Yeah, I'm just having, like, a contemplation in my head. Like, people have got to do what they got to do to shoot the lowest, lowest possible score. And there is no pictures on scorecards, so... John, if it means that you have to use a chipper, obviously no one can stop you, clearly. <laughs> well, I think, uh, you, do you know what? Sometimes I have been guilty of not paying attention to the shot because I'm so confident with it that I've actually duffed it. The un I've duffed the unduffable club because I've not even, I've just picked out, not even taken, not really set up properly. So you're right there. But yeah. we, we're creating a dream golf club here, Lydia, where chippers are optional. Um, but what are some of the favourite courses and clubhouses, especially, that you've been to? If you could sort of, like, create your dream clubhouse, what would it look like? What sort of stuff would you have? So, actually, on my honeymoon, I went to Bali and I went to New Zealand um, back home. And then I was very lucky enough to go to Taraiti and TRI Golf Club. And um, TRI is a new new one next to Taraiti that um, just got built and opened. And... What I really love there is like the clubhouse. It looks like a very modern, really, really nice home where it doesn't. Um, I personally love like modern like architecture. So that's why I probably like it. But kind of feels like somewhere out in the woods um, that's modern with like uh, with wood. Um, and they have a great like almost like a, a green that if a professional golfer like went there and saw the holes, they're like, well, this isn't really for practice, but it's for, um, it's almost like putt-putt. They have like a few holes where they do that. And then people, and they have these stands where you, if you're drinking a, a 
glass of beer like you can put it on the stand putt and go so it kind of brings the whole family together i've seen like non-golfers go there they have left-handed and right-handed putters um, available so that people are literally waiting for food like take their drink we uh, my husband and i did that and then just go putt around and then honestly it's for i mean it's, it's it's so much fun and i love like um the perspective that golf doesn't necessarily always have to be for like golfers only, um, you know, like top golf and like screen golf, like simulator golf and everything is kind of enhanced in that direction. And I really love that. Um, just having like a pizza and then coming out and like, you could walk bare feet. You could be in like jeans, like, because it is like just casual dining slash clubhouse and then just having that. So, that was um, really cool, and I do think food is very, very important coming from a foodie. So now we're talking. Yeah, I think if I was to have something, it would um, it would be corn dogs, but it would have to be like Korean corn dogs. I don't know if you've um, tried it, uh, but there is like Korean corn corn dogs. Like corn dogs are obviously like the flour better, it's crispy. And it's normally just like a sausage or um, hot dog inside. But like Koreans have done it like where it's like can be half sausage, half mozzarella, half mozzarella, half cheddar, whole mozzarella stick. Um, and, and then there's a famous one where it's not from like flour flour. Um, they have like rice flour. So it's like um, like crispy, but like chewy. And then you get into the cheese. I personally not a huge fan of sausages, so I always get the one in the cheese. And then they put, like, um, little cubes of potato on the outside, so it kind of looks like um, like a goblin bat. Um, and Or, like, they do that with sweet potato, and um, especially when I get, like, cheese and the potato one, it feels like loaded fries um, or, like, wedges that you get at, like, a clubhouse back in New Zealand where it's, like, wedges and, like, you top it off with cheese and you put, like, tomato sauce or um mustard sugar it's i'm not really sure if that's like a golfer's diet but i mean who cares right i try and eat gluten-free but when it comes to corn dogs like i don't care how much gluten's in there (laughs) (laughs) they're going straight on the menu at beef's golf club straight on the menu it's it's so good i think i think like it doesn't matter like I mean, they do have the saying, right? You you fry your shoe, and it probably still will taste good. It's, I mean, it's something fried. Um, <laughs> it's got cheese, meat, and sugar, and like ketchup, and it's fried. Like, what would you not like about it? Hundred percent, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. They're going straight in, and I really want to try um, a Korean corn dog now. I've got to yeah. go and figure out where I can find one. I'm still in Singapore. So I don't know if you've had one in Singapore, if you know any places I can go and get one here. I'm going to uh, Google, and if I find one, um, I'll definitely send it to you. I'm sure your daughter would love it as well. Um, I think I like held out on it, and then one day I like had it going past like a street in Korea, and then I finished one, and I literally came back, bought another one, and then went, and then I had it the next day. It's like, like I love cheese, like, I'm like extra cheese on the pizza, please. Or like, I just want it loaded with cheese and like mozzarella and it's like fried. Like I can go on and on and on about this. <laughs> Beef, I've, I've found it for you, mate. Have you? Yeah. I think it's called, is Dobie Gaunt in uh, Singapore? Let me see. There's a, a, a review of it. It's got exactly the one. Lydia described with the little chunks of potato I'll send you the link yes yeah and I mean now like some of these bigger like food companies um they have come out with like their ones that you can microwave um so I've microwaved it and then like put it in the air fryer to just crisp it up um so I've done that the reason why I don't buy it is that honestly because that I'd be eating it every day and I don't want the temptation every time I open the fridge so I had one last week, though, in L.A. <laughs> I had a bad day at the golf club. <laughs> yeah, it's called, the place is called Chun's, C-H-U-N-Z. I'm going there tomorrow. First thing, I'm going to swing by, grab a flat white, and then I'm going to go and get a corn dog. Um, Lydia, we ask 
We ask all of our guests to add a rule to the list of commandments here at Beef's Golf Club. Uh, is there any rule uh, that you would like to enforce or anything that uh, you'd like to ban or something that annoys you when you're playing golf? Um, I think like having tea boxes, but definitely like no tea plates, like, you know, um, tea markers would be kind of one. Um, I just like the flexibility and I do think that sometimes the color of the tea marker or like or one, two, three, four, like that um, just stops some people from going to a certain tea box. Um, I think that like just because you're a male and like you have to play off at least the white, but like you could like totally have more fun if you run the tea forward. But sometimes like just because you're worried that somebody's going to see you playing off like that colored team marker, I think stops some people and and it's the other way around like for like females like 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 people normally like look and go man is she like just playing off the black teaser like they kind of look at you um like that must be like professional golfer but like hey a person doesn't have to be a professional golfer to like hit from the the furthest back tee box if they want so i think sometimes that there is a restriction so having like tea like obviously boxes but like no tea markers is kind of like a way to like free fall and you can just you can play off the back and then the middle tee on the next hole and just like mix it up a bit, you know? That's a great idea. 100% behind that. Well, that's a shame because we spent a lot of money on our um, tee markers. <laughs> These big fillets of beef, now they're gone. Just chuck them out. We're going to have to whack them on eBay and uh, see if we can recoup some of the money for them. But they're gone. They're out of here. <laughs> they're gone. At least if it was like beef, then I mean, I totally get it. But <laughs> just make it the same so that nobody would be able to like know like what's what. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. You could have the burger tea. You could have the quarter pounder tea. You could have the like the chicken royale tea. So it's like not having any kind of judgment on whatever the the, the tea says. Maybe the back shouldn't be like a beef wellington because everybody knows like that's a little bit more posture than your quarter pounder. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what would really shake things up if the back teas were the tofu teas. The, to the impossible meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> maybe it would keep the bros away from playing off the back teas when they're not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, Lydia... We'd like to thank you so much for your time here at Beef's Golf Club. It's been such a pleasure to have you. And um, will you come back? And once we've got the corn dog chef in, we're obviously going to search high and low for the best corn dog chef in the world. Will you? Will you come and do the grand opening of the the corn dog? I guess you'd have them in like a little uh, little heated. We could get like one of those little heated things for them, beef. I'm on it already, mate. Just like hang in there. Yeah. And you can cut, uh, and then cut the corn dog ribbon. I, I would totally be down. Um, maybe if uh, it happens, uh, I, my goal is to play another like like few couple like few years um so if it happens like after maybe i will go into like corn dog ship um a certification and then try and be the, <laughs> be the one that's flash frying um these corn dogs yeah you know that like when you go to italy and napoli and stuff they have like pizza judges that they go around and sort of inspect that they're making the pizzas properly. Maybe you should become a corn dog inspector, make sure that they're actually up to standard everywhere. They don't have to pay me for that job. Yeah, I'd be done. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> sign me out. Where do I need to go? I'll pay myself to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been great. Thanks so much, Lydia. And best of luck uh, for a couple of weeks' time. We'll be rooting for you. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. It was, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much, Lydia. You've been amazing. mate that was so much fun and Lydia is so cool I mean I had no idea she was such a foodie as well yeah she's so fun and down to earth really it didn't feel like I was talking to a world number one like when we spoke to Sir Nick Faldo you're very aware that you're sort of in the presence of Sir Nick Faldo He's just like such an institution, but she was so chilled. Also, I am currently getting signs printed up for the Lydia Corn Dog enclosure. <laughs> the Lydia Corn Dog, spelt L Y D I A K O 
dash RN dog. Um, and she will have a very own section of the Beefs Golf Club Bar and Grill. Yeah, massively. I wasn't lying. I can't wait. Honestly, tomorrow I'm going to go and try one and see what it's all about. Do you know what? I actually believe that you're going to do that. I think you're going to not be able to get to sleep because you're thinking about corn dogs so much. Yeah, you know, like when they say, like, oh, count sheep to sleep. I'm going to count corn dogs. <laughs> also, we didn't want to uh, make her blush, but she's won 19 LPGA events and two majors just extraordinary to be that chilled i hope when i've won 19 events and two majors i'm that chilled what would a major be at your golf club well we have the majors we've got the uh the club champs the robin panther cup uh the summer singles and the winter pairs so i think if i won all four of those obviously i'm not going to create the uh the tiger slam but um if I could get my name on all four boards. I'll make sure. If you start, if, if you win 19 medals, then what was it, Robert? Robin Panther Cup. If you win two, if you win 19 medals, Robin Panther Cup and the winter four ball, and you start strutting about, <laughs> I'll make sure I'm going to keep your feet on the ground, give you a little slap and say, come on, John, sort it out. This isn't cool behaviour and I'll keep your feet on the ground. Anyway, before we go, let's tell you about some Beef Golf Club members benefits we've got for you. Our friends at Today's Golfer, the best golf magazine in the world, are offering three months free membership to our listeners. Today's Golfer is one of the world's leading golf brands and brings you everything you'll need to improve your game, play the best golf courses and buy the right golf equipment. With your membership, you'll get instant access to the latest issue, loads of exclusive content, access to member-only rewards and much, much more, including my exclusive column. And that's via the app and members-only website. Follow the link in the episode description to sign up. Um, and I have to say, not only is it the best golf magazine in the world, everyone who works there is really, really lovely. But Beef, what are we talking about next week? Well, mate, we're coming out of winter. The weather's picking up. And I think it's a wonderful time to talk about breaking 100 and getting people involved in the game and keeping them in the game. Here, here. Yes, we're going to be talking uh, to the beginners, the high handicappers, and those looking to break the 100 barrier this year. So don't miss it. Until then, bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Take care. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply